0: Without much ado, if you have your Bibles, so let's go first Peter chapter number. First Peter chapter what? Two. Thank you. First Peter chapter two, beginning from verse number one. You are chosen. Today we are talking about you are chosen to be thankful. Hallelujah. You're chosen to be thankful. You are chosen to be thankful. How many of you know that God expects you and I to be thankful? Oh, okay. There's two people will know that. Uh, okay, three. The rest of you don't know. Okay, you're, you're, you're going to find out this evening. If you don't know, you're going to find out this evening. And when you find out, you better be thankful. You better be grateful. God expects you. You know, with a lot of things, it's kind of optional. It's optional, but God expects you to be thankful. First Peter chapter two, beginning from verse number one, it says, "Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings." As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Your word is true. Your word is yea. Your word is amen. As we look into the perfect law of liberty, open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of your word. Teach us your ways, O God, for your way is true. Your word is life. Give us life. For you came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Verse 2 says, As newborn babes, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Verse 3 says, If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And the new King James says, If you indeed have tasted That the Lord is good. If you have tasted that the Lord is good. If. When God is good. It elicits a response from us. Did you hear me? I said when God is good. It elicits a response. From those to whom God has been good. If you have sinned. Indeed, indeed that God is good. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, then there is a response. There's a response that comes if you have tasted of the goodness of the Lord. If you have tasted If you've seen the graciousness of God, there is a response that is expected of you and I. We will look today in the word of God in multiple scriptures and see that God wants us to be thankful. Praise God. We are grateful that it is Thanksgiving season in America. And it is a very beautiful thing that has a very beautiful tradition that has been established to be Grateful, to be thankful to people, to family. And I know it's come around Turkey, but Thanksgiving is beyond Turkey. It's beyond food. If it's food, we have an abundance of food in America. On a daily basis, there is an abundance of food in America. If it's about fellowship, oh, we have an abundance of activities to fellowship around in America. (laughs) So you better be something beyond what you enjoy, what you eat or drink or hang out with people. Thanksgiving is about gratitude. You are chosen to be thankful. Tell your neighbor, you are chosen to be thankful. And God expects your Thanksgiving. Let me read a passage of scripture for you before we start going to Thanksgiving. Anybody who is not thankful? They are like a leech. Have you, do you know what they call a leech? A leech is a certain insect. It's a parasite. It hangs. It attaches itself to a host animal or to a host. It could be a human. Then it feeds on the host until it is big. If a leech attaches itself on you, you won't see it. But as it begins to feed, it is draining you of blood. And it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Always me, 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 me. Lord, gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. Me, myself, and I. Proverbs chapter 30, verse number 15. And that sometimes is the attitude of believers. We always want, oh Lord, do this for me. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. And we never come back. 30 verse 15. Never come back to say thank you. That wasn't just the one talking to you about the leech. The Bible says the leech has two daughters. Now, we're not talking about the leech. We're talking about the two daughters of the leech. The leech has two daughters. What are the names of the two daughters? Give and give. <laughs> they are twins. Their names are identical. Identical twins. It is give and give. Always take it. If you see the leech, the two daughters, it's always wanting Give, 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 give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. <laughs> but you are chosen to not be like a child of a leech. To not be like a leech. Talk less of the daughter of a leech. You see, it says, it says uh, Peter, First Peter chapter 2 was saying that as newborn babes, Desire the sincere milk, the pure milk of the word. Desire, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. (laughs) If you want to know some people who are very ungrateful or people who don't know the concept of thanksgiving, just look at children. The Bible says we should be like children in everything, not in this one. (laughs) <laughs> because when you begin to grow, that gimme, gimme, gimme goes away. Have you ever bought something and given a, give a child, then you come back to let them share? It's mine. It's mine. They don't want to give you. Because my children, it's not what they, 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 they their need. The moment they have a need, they start crying. They just start making noise until you come and give them. If you give birth to a new child or you have a new child in a house if that child is hungry it doesn't matter if that is the one minute you are sleeping you have to wake up. If the child is wet it is about their needs at that moment. Unfortunately some believers are like that. In this case the Bible says grow that you may grow thereby if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. You have tasted that the Lord is good. That he is gracious. The leech has two daughters. Let's go back to the two daughters. Proverbs 30 verse 15. Thank you, media team. You are amazing. You are good. <laughs> Phenomenal team. The leech has two daughters. Give and give. There are three things that, never, that are never satisfied. Four never say enough. They're never satisfied. Shall we look at the things? No, I don't want us to look at them. I, I need you to go read your Bibles now. I know. It, I like it. For me, I'm a very curious person. If you leave it at this for me, I'm going to read that Bible tonight. But don't read it now in church. Go read it later. Don't get distracted. <laughs> we'll talk about that Thanksgiving. So go and look at the three things. That are never satisfied. Four that never say enough. It is not just the next passage. You have to read it all to get it in context. It's not just the next verse. It's all true. So let's look at it. You know, sometimes we don't know that God expects things. We just think God is, you know, He does things. As human beings, let me ask you a question. You know, we usually tell ourselves, well, I wasn't doing one thing you to thank me. That is true. But you expect thanks. Thank you. Thank you, brother. You're honest. Thank you, mama. Thank you. I expect thank you. I came to find out that I expect thank you. You know all the other things that we do, like oh no, I didn't. I didn't want them to say thank you. It's a lie. <laughs> Let me show you how it is a lie. Have you ever stood sometime and held the door for somebody? Yeah. You know, you opened the door, yeah. and you were just passing, walking, and out of being nice and polite, you just held the door open for them, yeah. and then the person just came and passed <laughs> as if you didn't exist. You know how you reacted? You were angry. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. No, some of you haven't experienced that yet. A- anyone can bear witness to that? Yes, 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 yes. You held the door for them. You, 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 in your heart, you say you were not expecting any thank you. But then they passed and did as if you didn't exist, as if the door just held itself. <laughs> All of you are believers. Let me tell you about my unbelieving self. <laughs> that has happened to me multiple times. And this young girl just winded her ways and just came. <laughs> and that unbelieving part of me just said, go back out and come again. <laughs> when you arrive in the middle, I'll leave the door. Then when you, when the door hits you and you hit the door, then you will know that there was a human being there who held it for you. I no, none of you is like that. It's just it's just your pastor, right? It's just Pastor Blaze who kind of like it. It has that little flesh part of him that wanted to do that. <laughs> Ever done something or given up your comfort? Just done something with somebody, and they just—they just—they're just indifferent. Just like uh, you know, and you get angry. Why were you angry? Because although you say you were not expecting things, you were expecting that there will be some joy, there'll be some excitement, there'll be some at least some some something, some acknowledgement. Yeah they just did as if you know i don't even know about this uh, you know I, I was thinking you know I, I just had other options uh you know you start thinking about other people at that moment <laughs> and human beings can be very interesting but let me show you about god okay so pastor blaze was just talking pastor blaze right, let's go luke chapter 17 beginning from verse number 11 The man Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus is God in the flesh, right? So Jesus went to Jerusalem and the Bible says now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village and the importance here was not about the village so the name of the village was not mentioned. As he entered a certain village, there met him Ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And if you understand what it meant to be lepers, it was a sickness, a certain infection that attacks your body and begins to eat the body. You know, it begins to chop your fingers and different parts of you and all of a sudden you see people's fingers would die and fall off. I've seen a leprous person before. You see them some they don't have fingers. It just fall, fell off. It will be like they had a surgery, but there was not a surgery. It was, you know, it just falls off. Oh, you don't want to know what leprosy is. You don't want to know what what it is. You see people who don't have a nose. Leprosy just ate it all. They don't have toes. And so the Bible says he met these 10 leprous people and because God, it was not just religious rites that people were sent out of the camp when they were leprous. It was actually also for health reasons because they didn't want people to contaminate others because it can start like a spot. Then it spreads. It's like mold. It grows and it just begins to... Eat up everything. So the people who were leprous were always sent out of the camp. Sent out of the people. They were socially distant. Even their family could not take care of them. They had to believe God for healing and health. They were out of the camp. If they die there, they die there. So, when family members came to give them food, because understand this, in that time, the cities and the camps were built. They were built with walls around. So, it was big cities with walls all around them. Walls were built around for safety so that enemies would not invade. So, when you went to give them food, you would stay across. You would throw the food. You would not even see them. It would, they would have to depend on the largest of people to come and give them food the outside. And whenever they saw a human being approaching them, they would shake their bell, say unclean, unclean, don't come here. So, don't get contaminated. Can you imagine that kind of situation? I'm, I'm painting a picture for you to understand how bad this situation was. So, the Bible says as he was entering that village there at the entrance, because why? They were outside the village. They couldn't be in the village so they don't contaminate the people in the village. They seem to have been ostracized from society. At that time, if it was a woman, there was no desire to be married because who will marry you? Your primary desire was healing, was health. If they were a business person, there was no desire for, Lord, give me open doors for business or breakthrough. If they were an employee, they couldn't go to work because Who would want to come near you after they have known that you were leprous? And hear me, there was no HIPAA regulations. HIPAA are basically uh, health privacy laws that you you don't have to tell your health to somebody. No, that one was public information. If you were leprous, the whole city knew. They didn't know they knew about you. They knew about your family. They had to go check the house where you were to make sure that they had not contaminated. Check your children. Check everybody. There were houses that were condemned because of leprosy. So that happened. So imagine if you were one of these people outside the city. And the Bible says Jesus, as he entered... A certain village, they met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. Remember what I said? They had to stand afar off. They couldn't go close to him. They stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices. Why? Because they couldn't go close to him to explain it. So they just had to stand from a distance and shout and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So all of a sudden, they saw a glimmer of hope. They saw a glimmer of being reintroduced into society. So they shouted, we've heard about you, Jesus. Have mercy on us. Verse 14 says, so when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. That sounded so simple. Right? You've got to understand the context of that word, go show yourself to the priest. If you look at it in English, when you see a word in parentheses or in, in quotes, quotes around it means that it is not the original word of the speaker. So Jesus telling them, go show yourself to the priest it was not Jesus' words. Jesus was simply quoting a tradition, a custom. When he told them, go show yourself to the priest, they understood what he meant. Because if you were leprous, if you believed that you were healed, you would go to the priest and show yourself there. They would examine you and watch the leprosy. And then they will be the ones who would declare you healed. They'll be the ones who will declare you to the community that you are fit to come back, to reintegrate into society. So when Jesus told them, go show yourselves to the priest," they were excited. The Bible said, and so it was as they went. So when they left, they were not cleansed. They still weren't sure because it. you know, they had to look. It wasn't just beyond the physical. They had to look deeply. So they had to go and expose themselves to the priest and be washed and be inspected. The Bible says, so it was as they went, they were cleansed. Hallelujah. Is that a miracle? That's a miracle. (laughs) But it's a very simple, it looks very simple. You know, sometimes we are ungrateful because the things that people do for us they look too simple, looks too easy, and we become like the leech. A leech has two daughters: give and give. Sometimes we develop a sense of ingratitude simply because what this person did seems like is what any other person can do, or it looks like it's a coincidence. Because the Bible says when Jesus told them to go, they didn't notice that they were cleansed, but it was as they were going on their way that they noticed they were cleansed, without Jesus being there. So guess what? It's like, well, maybe this was the time when it was going to happen. God was going to do it anyway. Do you just think that is, without you, God would not have done it in my life? You know, that's how ingratitude begins to creep in. Well, you, you know, God, I, I was going to be what God said I was going to be. That's true. But you know, God uses people. God walks through people. Has God ever answered your prayers to provide finances for you? You opened the window of heaven and a big bundle of dollars fell on you. <laughs> if it did, if it answered your prayers that way, you would die. I'm telling you. Oh, uh, hear me? The Bible says, pray, I'll open the window of heaven, right? Pay your time. If $100,000 in bills were bundled from heaven and it fell on you, where you are, <laughs> you may use some of that money first in the hospital if you will survive. <laughs> It fell on your head because, you know, it didn't have to fall around you. If it fell around you, then you will not know it's yours. you will be thinking, maybe is it Pastor Peter? Just imagine between me and Pastor Peter now. A hundred dollars. We'll fight over it. (laughs) It could be anybody's money. But if it fell on my head, I know it's mine. (laughs) For for those of you who know miracles, that's how God has provided for you. No, it's always been where when you pray, God touches the heart of somebody. And that somebody sometimes is not even a Christian. God just touches their head. I said, so My daughter Lizzie is praying. And then they will call you and say, I don't even know why. I just, how's your day today? Okay, uh, oh, oh, by the way, send me your account. Oh, well, is there any way you, is your cash app working? You know, that, that's God answering your prayers. Are you hearing me, somebody? So it looks sometimes like it's a coincidence. God. It's answering your is working. So, sometimes we just dismiss it. We're just like, well. So, that's what it says. it's happened So, he says, so as it was, as they went, they were cleansed. So, let's read on. Verse 15. And one of them, one, they were ten, right? One of them, when he saw that he was healed, on the way he had not even been declared cleansed yet by the priest. When he noticed, when he knew within himself that healing had happened to him, he returned. Uh, he did what? He returned. Gratitude always makes you return. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, gratitude always makes you return. You never forget things easily. You never forget people easily. You never forget friends easily. You never forget family easily. You never forget those that God has used to be a blessing to you easily. You are chosen to be thankful. You are chosen to be thankful. You return. So to return means you have the ability to refresh to, to, re, to, to think. You have the ability to go back in your mind. To process your thoughts. To trace your steps. To retrace your steps. You know at that time. Somebody was just like. Well, I've missed my wife so much. I've missed my family so much. Oh my God I'm so well. Oh my God I can't wait to go tell my family. My children. I, I can't wait to just go and just pick up my business. Or go pick up my job. Oh, I, I need to go catch up with some dollars in your new hours. Oh my God! That's, some people just pick up their phone at that time and call their jobs. Oh, guess what? <laughs> I'm available any <in> hours. <laughs> Bible says one of them and one of them. When he saw that he was healed, he returned and with what? With a loud voice. Did he have to be loud at this time? He didn't have to be. Why? Because he could go close. He could go closer, right? At this time, he wasn't leprous anymore. Although the priest hadn't declared him, he could go closer. I'm going to address something here now. See this, see this. Sometimes some individuals who are ungrateful can disguise to be as if they are grateful. Because gratitude is not just me telling you thank you. I can tell you thank you and not be grateful. I can tell you thank you because it is courtesy. Have you ever seen some people smile at you and they didn't mean it? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. In in America, it's part of customer service. Customer service training, you have to smile. Be nice. Come back and see us. Thank you for coming. Thank you for shopping. Come back and see us. Smile. They smile. By the time you turn to smile, their faces have changed. They are not even looking at you. No. They were not smiling at you. They were just doing their job. They're like, they are so nice. Don't let me remember you. You're just doing their job. It's business. Money has changed hands. There's nothing to it. Nothing. So, I can tell you thank you without being grateful in my heart. So, let me show, I'm, I'm showing you something here. He didn't have to come back with a loud voice. Remember when he was asking, have mercy on us? They shouted with a loud voice. Grateful people are not ashamed if others know. Hey, you didn't hear me. People were grateful they are not ashamed if others know. You know, he could have just come back and said, oh, "Oh, thank you." Just private, private. I don't like nobody know my business. Sorry. But the Bible says he returned and with a loud voice, loud voice he glorified God with what a loud voice. He saw the magnitude of the healing in his life and he had to use a magnified voice to give God glory. Down, he didn't just end it with his voice. He used the body that had been restored to wholeness. He says, and fell down on his face at his feet. Hey, So in other words, this was not just something I'm just saying because courtesy demands that I say it. It was coming from inside. And he was not ashamed if anybody saw him falling down at his feet. Gratitude. Giving him thanks. Giving him what? That was all he did in giving thanks. He did that. He gave him thanks. And the Bible says and he was a Samaritan. So, so what, is, what is the point of him being a Samaritan here? There's a point to it. He didn't expect. Remember the Bible says healing is the children's bread. Mm-hmm. Jesus said it, right? Yeah. So the children, the children of Israel, the sons of Jacob, the children of Jacob, the Jews, they had an, an entitlement mm-hmm. to healing. It was theirs. It was the children's bread. Yet every Jew was not healed. The Samaritans were a half-caste. They were the people who, they, they did not feel like they belonged to the commonwealth of Israel. They were in the land, but they were not really, you know, they were a mixture, they were a mixed multitudes. That's why the woman at the well, she was a Samaritan. So there began to be debate about, you know, your, 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 you worship or you don't know, or we worship. You Jews say that in Jerusalem, there we shall worship. But our fathers on these hills worshiped. There were a set of people. There were the Samaritans, there were the Syrophoenicians, which were a mixed multitude. They were like outcasts. They had no entitlement, they didn't feel like they deserve it. So he came back with gratitude. And the Bible says, and he was a Samaritan. Why? Sometimes we are not grateful because we feel entitled. And let me tell you this, entitlement mentality is one of the worst mindsets to have. You know what the Bible says? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. You know what we deserve? Death. Death. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, not by my might, not by my power, but by the grace of God. Yeah. I am saved. I am a child of the king. It is not an entitlement. It is by privilege. I am favored. Not because I'm his favorite, but because he has met me his favorite. It is by election. It's not by choice. I'm the pastor here. Not by choice. God called me. <laughs> it's, it's by grace I didn't choose myself I, didn't choose, I just chose to obey that's all let me ask you did I come to invite you no but here you are listening to me so if I treat you anyhow I'll feel entitled to you being here to listen to me but it is by grace and you've come of your own volition, and you've chosen to come again and to listen so I'm grateful for the gift of you are you hearing me, somebody? Yeah. I'm grateful that God gives me wisdom. He's able to give me the ability to articulate the things that I do. So it is, you never feel entitled to anything. That's what the Bible says, and he was a Samaritan. Let's go on to verse 17, because I was trying to show you something about God, that he expects us to give thanks. And so too do human beings. So too do you. So to do your parents. So to do your neighbors. So to do those who help you. So if they expect it, give it to them. Even if they don't expect it. Even if they tell you don't expect it, still give it to them. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, be grateful. The Bible says, so Jesus answered. Hold on, who asked Jesus a question? What was he answering to? He was responding to the action. He answered and said, were they not ten? cleansed. But where are the nine? Hold on. Where are the nine? In other words, he was expecting the nine. He was expecting all the ten to come but only one came. If God can expect all to come back with gratitude. You know human beings can and human beings do let's stop pretending. You expect people to be grateful. <laughs> you do. Give somebody a gift today. Let them not tell you thank you. Let them just take it. Tomorrow, in fact, it will have to take the voice of the Holy Spirit open and angel to come to you. Now, I say to you, give to them before you will do it. I'm telling you the truth. Oh, yes. I'm preaching good. Preaching good. If you give them something, they just take it and they, you just did like, you didn't do anything and they didn't tell you thank you. Even next time, you know what's happening, you're looking at the other people near them. The Lord is saying, give to you, you no, know, no, no, not this one. It's, maybe it's this one, maybe it's this one. Because why, there was, a, there was a certain response you were expecting. And you didn't get it. So in this season, <laughs> if there's anything that you are called to, you're chosen to, you're chosen to be, thankful, to be grateful. Chosen to be thankful. Were there not ten fenced? Where are the nine? This is what verse 18 says. Where there not any found? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Were there not any found? Were there not any found? So in other words, we looked And there was none found except this foreigner. That's what the passage means. Psalm chapter 10, Psalm 100 verse number 4. I will read passages, a few passages of scripture to you. Psalm 100 verse 4, Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Thanksgiving blesses his name. It brings glory. He says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Be what? Be Be thankful to him. Be thankful to him. Be thankful to him first chronicles chapter 16 verse number 34 first chronicles 16 verse 34 oh give thanks to the lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever oh give thanks give thanks to to the lord for he is good you see like i said again thanksgiving is not just the words you say it is a condition of the heart it is an outward expression. So praise actually is an outward expression of an inward condition. me speak to our African people. Praise is not the fast songs that you do, you dance, no, 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 that's not what it is. You can dance and sweat, and you're not you've not praised. <laughs> you just exercised. You did Zumba. You know, zumba. you know Zumba. Have you ever seen Zumba? Yeah. Oh, they dance in Zumba. So just because you dance in church, and sweat it and remove you, it didn't mean you praised. No. <laughs> you exercise. You will, gain, you will gain by losing calories and gaining agility, <laughs> but it doesn't mean you praised. Praise is simply an outward expression of an inward condition. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. When you know that he is good, you will give thanks. It's good. <laughs> you know what? Some people think that it says, give thanks to the Lord, for he has done you good. For he is good. Not for the good he has done to you. For he is good. Even when you are not seeing good, you know he is good. Yes. There are people who their thanksgiving only happens when they, they only get happy. When good things happen to them. Oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He is what? He is good. And his mercies endure forever. Endures forever. His mercy endure forever. Colossians chapter 4 verse number 2. Colossians chapter 4 verse number 2. Just reading some passages and we're closing here shortly. I'm going to. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says. Continue earnestly in prayer. Do what? Continue earnestly in prayer. Being vigilant with thanksgiving. Being vigilant. Being observant. Being attentive with thanksgiving. Being vigilant in it. In what? In prayers with thanksgiving. Remember the passage we read in Proverbs chapter 30 verse 15? The leech has how many daughters? What are the names of the two daughters? Yeah. Give. So the leech knows how to ask. Sometimes we just come to God, Father, 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 give me, give me, give me, Father, give me, Father, give. Every time, if your prayers, the whole of your prayer life is always about give me, give me. There's a problem. The Bible says, "Continue earnestly in prayers, being vigilant in it. In it, what? In the prayers." With thanksgiving. Being vigilant. Being attentive in prayers. With thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Oh praise the Lord. Let's see what verse 5 says. Oh verse 3. Sorry, Let's see what it says. Meanwhile pray also for us. That God will open to us a door for the word. To speak the mystery of Christ. For which I'm also in chains. Oh this person speaking was in chains. Let me ask you a question. Will he say... Give thanks for a good thing. Is a chain It's a good thing? I know some of you like chains. You wear chains. This one he didn't wear. It. They gave it to him. They tied him. <laughs> <laughs> they chained him with it. This was like what you would call handcuffs and leg cuffs. That was the kind of chains he was in. I know some of you now like to chain your legs, chain your. Head. <laughs> this one was not a willing chain. He didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hallelujah Amen. First Timothy chapter. Just say three things to you real quick. We' we'll close. Three minutes. Remember, we're talking about you are chosen to be thankful, you're chosen to be grateful. First thanksgiving is God's will for you. It is God's will for you. Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. You're chosen to be grateful. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In everything, giving th- give thanks. In everything, give thanks. If you took English 101, or if you didn't take it, let me give you a little bit of it now. Crash course. There are punctuation signs. This one, there's a semicolon. A semicolon simply means that you could put a full stop there. You could put a period there. In Africa, we we'll call it the full stop. In America, we we'll call it period. Mm-hmm. You could put a period there and it would be complete, right? <laughs> but then uh, uh, the the, the comma or the colon below it simply means that you could also put it together to make a complete sentence. You could join two things together. So, it could end by saying this, in everything, give thanks to God. That would be good. Okay? That's a whole, that's, the whole sense will be communicated in that. In everything, give thanks to God. Why? It says, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. What? The everything? No, no, no. The thanksgiving is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus it didn't say for everything, it says in everything. In everything. Not for everything. That's where the confusion comes to some people. In everything. In every condition. In every situation. Give thanks to God. The will of God for you is thanksgiving. It is the will of God. God wills that you be thankful. Hallelujah. Amen. He wills that you and I be people who are thankful, who are grateful, and grateful people always do what they return, yeah, yeah, yeah. they retrace their steps, yeah. they go back, they retrace their steps to where it happened. They never forget. See the mark of opportunists. Opportunists are people who they look at you like you are steps. They climb, they climb. They climb until they get to the highway where they want to go. They don't remember what's down here. But when they're coming down, they, don't, they won't even pass the steps. They will just come down. <laughs> oh, that's what happens. Opportunist. They look at everything as a stepping stone. The step on you, push you down so they can go up higher. I'm praying none of, none of, none of us here is like that. Yeah. We are thankful people. Hallelujah. We are thankful to God, and we are thankful to the people that God uses. Hallelujah. Amen. In everything. So the first one we said, "What? Thanksgiving is the will of God for you." Oh, okay. Tell your neighbor, Thanksgiving is the will of God for me. Okay. Okay. Good. good. Samantha, did you tell your neighbor? I didn't see you telling your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, Thanksgiving is the will of God for me. No, no, look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. (laughs) Yes. Neighbor, neighbor, Thanksgiving is the will of God for me. So I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be thankful. Not just at Thanksgiving time in America. Always. Always. Remember it says what? In everything. In everything. When you wake up feeling strong. Lord, I thank you for today. You wake up feeling tired. and we- Lord, I thank you for today. This is my attitude. When I wake up every day, I say, this is the day the Lord has made. It, I will rejoice. No, I don't just say I will rejoice. Because if I say I will rejoice, it will be a futuristic thing. I say it this way. I chose to rejoice. It's a choice. I made that choice. As I wake up, this is the day the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. It is a choice. Because some days you don't wake up feeling like it. I've told you this. It is a reality that I'm a Christian. I don't know if you doubt it, but I'm a Christian. I know it. But there are some days I wake up, I don't feel like a Christian. (laughs) But I tell myself, you're a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) And I choose to walk like a Christian, live like a Christian, behave like a Christian, act like a Christian, talk like a Christian. Because you know, sometimes you could some people, you switch between, you you know, you make a choice. When you are in the church, you speak church language. You speak churchian. <laughs> or churches. Then when you are out of church, you start speaking. The other one. <laughs> okay, let me, let me step on some toes now. When you are in church, you sing Christian songs. Hey. When you are out of church, I don't know what the ones you sing. <laughs> Number two, number two, so number one, Thanksgiving is the will of God for you. Number two, number two, first Timothy chapter four, verse number four and five. First Timothy chapter four, verse number four and five. So I can finish this for us to go. Right? I'm thankful for you. So I'm not going to take, I'm not going to waste your time. And I know I'm not wasting your time. See what it says. It says this, first Timothy chapter four, verse four. He said, for every creature of God is good. And nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. Okay. Remember, I talk about the rules of English. It's my colon, right? If it is received with thanksgiving. So it could end there. It could end there if you receive with thanksgiving. But see, see what it says. See what it says in verse 5. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayers. So when you receive in thanksgiving, the thing is sanctified. Thanksgiving sanctifies and consecrates things. Have you had difficulties? Have you had situations that are daunting? Just lift up your voice and thank God. Lord, I thank you in this situation. It is not what I desire, but I thank you for you've given me life and you've given me power. Thank you because you are faithful. You know, when Jesus faced the 5,000 or the 4,000. The people were hungry. There were five loaves and two fishes. It, it seemed like an impossibility. You know what he did? Give thanks. When this guy, Lazarus, was dead. And had been embalmed and entombed for four days. Jesus came to the tomb. He didn't pray. He I bind the spirit of death. He said, Lord, I thank you that you always hear me and that you will hear me again now for the sake of these people. Then he finished. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Thanksgiving consecrates things. Lord, I thank you for this meal. Bless you, sanctify, let it be nourishment for my body. Lord, I thank you for this. Lord, I thank you for this job that I have. I thank you for this job that I have. The job you may be thanking God for is not the best, but thank Him for it anyway. And just see how promotion happens. Don't I thank you for this that you've given me? Not, oh Father, you know what I desire was different. I don't know. Hey, Father, Father, Father. Father. <laughs> Even our <at> Father rise. <laughs> it makes people grateful. <laughs> so Thanksgiving consecrates and sanctifies. the third one and the final one, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, thanksgiving attracts peace. You know, one of the greatest things that you would ever have is peace. <laughs> peace is very beautiful, very important. And peace is not the absence of chaos. Peace is tranquility. It is calm, calm, in the midst of a storm. It is calm in the midst of chaos. Peace. peace. Jesus said, I give you peace. Not as the world gives you. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing. Why would God say be anxious for nothing? If there is no reason for anxiety. Be anxious for Nothing. But in everything, can you see that again? That's the same thing coming up. In everything, not for everything. In everything, by prayer and supplication. Don't end there. Some of you end with prayer and supplication. Oh, Father, have mercy. Lord, I pray now. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Semicolon. The rules of English are so important. Yes. So you could end there. He yes. said, but let's continue and see what the resource is. Yes. And the peace of God. Oh, this passage is so simple, but it's so profound. He said, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Hold on. The peace that is above all understanding. Understanding comes from knowledge understanding comes from what knowledge so the peace will come where it is beyond comprehension it is beyond explanation the peace that cannot be explained why would you be peaceful when this situation abounds the peace that surpasses all knowledge all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus hallelujah if you read this in the amplified version, you'll love it better. This particular pass. Do we have it amplified? If we don't, let me, let me read it here. <laughs> if somebody has it before I go, before I get to it, that's what it is. But let me open it in my amplified. Oh, children, you are playing games on my tablet. <laughs> Philippians. Four seven. Okay, you can read it for us. Please rise, stand, and read it for us. And the peace of God that that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which God, stands God over your hearts. And your minds in Christ is yours. Mm. Hallelujah. You mm. the kind of peace. <laughs> That's the kind of peace. So thanksgiving is the will of God for you. Thanksgiving consecrates and sanctifies situations and things. And finally, Thanksgiving attracts peace. Don't be like a leech who has two daughters. The leech is already bad enough. <laughs> the leech is already bad, bad enough. But don't be like the leech who has two daughters. And what are the two daughters of the leech? They are twins. So make sure you go read the next part. <laughs> Remember that. There are three things. Four that never say enough. Three that are never satisfied. Four that never say enough. And you won't just see it in verse sixteen. You need to read all through to find those things. Then you ask yourself, Are you there? Are you one of them? Rise to your feet. Just thank God for his goodness. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Thank him for his grace. Thank him for his grace. Lord, we give you praise tonight we worship you tonight we exalt you tonight Lord you are good and your mercies and forever we thank you we worship you thank you for family thank you for friends thank you for love oh God we worship you we worship you we do not feel entitled to anything you've done in our lives we're not gonna be full of complaints full of complaints no Lord, I refuse to be ungrateful. Any form of ingratitude in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit, anything that makes me feel entitled, oh God, open my eyes to it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help us to go back, to retrace our steps. To the place where it first started. To run back to you. The place of our first love. The one who healed us. The one who delivered us. The one who met us. Help us, oh God, to see even the people you use in our lives, around us. Those who used to be a help to hold our hands. Those who used to give us relevance. To provide platforms for us. Those who used to open doors for us. To hold the doors open for us. Those who used to provide even the basic necessities of life to us. Thank you for our parents. Thank you for our siblings. Thank you for loving families. Thank you for loving spouses. Thank you for, oh God, amazing children. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory we honor you, we adore you Lord we thank you come and lift up your voice speak to your father speak to your father I'm not praising for you I'm praising for me I'm grateful to God for what he's done in my life Lord I'm grateful to you you are an amazing God thank you for it. Amazing friends. Thank you, Lord, for pastor friends. Thank you, Father, for ministry opportunities. Jesus, for your mercy, your mercy. It is because of your mercy that we are not consumed. Hey, Yabada. We worship you, Lord Jesus. 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 Oh, we exalt you. Your goodness, your mercy, your grace, your grace. I am nothing without your grace. With nothing without your grace. Thank you for your mercy, your mercy that is new every morning. The forgiveness of sins. We thank you for the blood, the blood that washes clean. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your help. We bless you, Lord. Amen. Just before we go into the communion today, I'm particularly grateful for Pastor Esther. I know she's not here. Pastor Esther is my wife. Yes, she's my wife, my beautiful wife, my one and only wife. The woman, some of you cannot stand me, but she's been able to stand before. 17 years plus. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, we've been married for 15 plus years, getting to 16. Yes. But she's she's been able to stop me for 17 plus years. Some of you can't stop me for 17 minutes. <laughs> but she's been there. Today is her birthday. I'm also thankful for Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim was... And he's still part of this family. I spoke with him today. Today's his wife's birthday to Sister Jasmine. So, um, I just wanted to take this chance to say, Pastor, if you're watching, happy birthday to you. We celebrate you. We love you. And uh, we know because of obligation, you are not able to be here because of duty. But... Uh, we'll get a chance to celebrate you as a church As a congregation Amen So I'm thankful for This congregation For every one of you We are called to make your lives count But you being here makes my life count What is a pastor without people? What is a pastor? What is a shepherd without sheep? What is a pastor without a congregation? You belief believe in me you make me relevant. You give me relevance. You, if you're watching online, you give me relevance. I don't care whether you are spying. There are people who spy. <laughs> yes. Yes. You give me relevance. Yeah. I'm grateful, for every one of you, for your love. I'm grateful for all I workers in this church, those who serve diligently, all our givers, those who partner with us in every way, and um, God be glorified, I'm grateful for my family, and my family, I mean all of you here, my biological family, my spiritual family, and everybody, praise God, but I am particularly grateful for something, it's called the forgiveness of sins, the Bible says, even though for the mercy of God we will all be consumed. And uh, sometimes we don't remember, the worst thing that can happen to you is to have a guilty conscience. You know, and if you have a guilty conscience, the moment I say a guilty conscience, you start feeling guilty. The Bible says that when we come into Christ, we're new creations. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. So it doesn't mean that we haven't done wrong. It's that when we repent, He is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness, all, not some, all unrighteousness, and to cleanse us from all sin. So, as a result, consequently, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. That's Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. No condemnation. So, I stand before Him justified, not condemned and I sleep at peace because why? My mind is clean. He's given me a clean mind. Hallelujah. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't know what you say about me and I don't care what you say about me but what he says about me I believe it. So I'm grateful for the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. For righteousness in Christ Jesus. So as we come to the communion table the Bible says that For this reason, some people are sick and are weak among us. And are dead because they do not discern the body of Christ. And sometimes we think that it is talking about the body as to the body, members of the body. No, it is talking about knowing the sanctity, the being set apart of the body, the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus. It is not just another tradition in church. It is a peculiar moment. It is saying you are worthy to eat of the lamb. You are worthy to for me to die. You are worthy. He says, do this in remembrance of me. So when you do this, you do this as a celebration of his death, his broken body and his shed blood for you. Hallelujah. So, because I know, we know, the ushers, please serve the communion and we're going to partake of it knowing that Jesus has set us free. If you're watching online and you are not saved, you're not born again, you haven't received Jesus into your life as Lord and Savior, I want to invite you, I want to urge you. There's something you're missing out on. You can partake of bread and drink, but that's not communion. <laughs> it's just, you know, bread and water or bread and whatever drink it is. Communion is when you, it is talking about fellowship, a koinonia with him. When you are one with him and is one with you. That's where fellowship comes. That's where communion comes. So if you're not saved and you want to receive Jesus into your life, say, Lord and Savior, wherever you are, write to us online and we will gladly pray for you and lead you to Christ. But at this moment, I just want to pray for you that may God open your eyes and flood it with light, that the light of the gospel will shine on you God will give you peace in all your ways. Write to us. We'll gladly pray for you. And if you need a Bible, if you're a new believer, you need a Bible, we'll gladly send you one. Just write to us. Let us know where you are. Amen.